I'm Greg Crow, and you're listening to episode 29 of Audio Off the Shelf, the podcast where I play a handful of tracks from my physical collection. Everything I play on this show comes off the vinyl shelves in my living room, off the CD shelves in my basement, or out of that box of cassettes I keep on the shelf in the storage room. And when I have special guests on, some of the music comes off of their shelf as well. And speaking of special guests, this week I conclude my conversation with Winnipeg icon Johnny Sizzle. If you haven't heard the first two parts of the interview, you may want to go back to episodes 27 and 28 and start there. Now, if you don't know Johnny Sizzle, you probably don't know Winnipeg music. Although he is a man of so many talents, he is probably best known as the host for his self-produced cable access show that ran from 1990 to 1994. Cable 11 in Winnipeg, also known as Vidion. That's where he hosted his show. Now these days, Johnny continues to have his fingers in many pies, one of which is his weekly radio show called Winnipeg Arena is on Fire, and it can be heard each Tuesday on CKUW from 3 to 5 p.m. Johnny's TV show back in the day not only helped bands gain exposure, but also helped underage kids like myself discover the beautiful world of underground music before going to venues was a possibility. Today, Johnny reaches out through radio waves as opposed to the video on cable waves. He does this to reach folks of the same ilk who are searching for that original underground music. Johnny has volunteered his time and given so unselfishly to his local scene for multiple decades. Now, when we last left off, Johnny was speaking about his first live experience with the Dayglow abortions. After listening to the band's recordings for some time, they had reached a mythical status in Johnny's mind. Prior to the days of the internet, and more specifically YouTube, sometimes you had to wonder if some things were actually for real. Hence the power of seeing live music. A wonder fulfilled. The frequency of such moments grows fewer and fewer for us all. But the reminiscing is a beautiful and worthwhile endeavor. Where our conversation picks up, we hear about another of Johnny's favorite Dayglow tracks. But before we get into that, I would be remiss if I didn't point out Johnny's own musical contributions, which he unnecessarily downplays numerous times throughout our chat. In the tune you're about to hear, our Johnny Sizzle waxes poetic about the glory days of public access television. This song celebrates the past and that which we will never see the likes of again. This is a number he calls Channel 11 Heaven. Where was your chance to see Elvira belly dance? Your numbers aren't right and it's making you feel righteous sick. Get with math with Mari to figure out your arithmetic. With all kittens and all of that With Dr. John Bodner on What's Up Pussycat Channel 11 was a piece of heaven Even if it was church people and the weird Anybody could express themselves An individual was never to be a fear Channel 11 was a 
should have been there, man. Should have been there, man. You should have been there, man. You should have been there, man. If you wanted to go to special times way back then. The cosmopolitans. If life has you down and it's become a real hassle, you can disappear to Magic Mike's castle. If the world's become so mean and totally screwy, then trampoline jumping from it to 88 fingers. Because, because I, I, my pan, it, 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 it kind of like I get images when I listen to the song. I get images of of my parents, who, they're 
my parents, they're kind of like hippies that don't do drugs. <laughs> okay. Straight edge hippies. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I like I, I get the images of like my young parents and stuff like that, uh, you know, bringing me up and stuff like that. Uh, whenever, whenever I listen to that song. And then, of course, I had a father that I had a father growing up that believed the world was going to end. He thought nuclear destruction. He thought Reagan, Soviet Union, not getting along any minute now. Uh, and and he, he he he'd he'd see something like he he'd also see stuff like 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 a Michael Jackson video, and then Michael Jackson like danced too sexy or masturbated on the on the road or something like that. <laughs> Or, um, the, you know, he showed me the the Purple Rain Prince movie. Mm-hmm. Thought that's too sexy, S- too sexy for a thirteen year old boy to see. Mm-hmm. And that's why the world's coming to an end. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But anyway, I hear that song in 1967 by the Daglo and I think I think of my my parents, but my parents as as like young people trying right. to raise me. Right. <laughs> I'm coming to the end of my questions here. I uh, one question I want to ask you here is: Do you ever have any thoughts of resurrecting your show now that you have a platform in YouTube? Like um, VPW is a beautiful thing, and your show is one of the beautiful things about VPW. Um, did you ever meet any of the other folks who did shows on VPW? Oh yeah, I actually actually um, 
There was one point in um, in 1993, no, 1992, 1993, I was going to broadcasting school, and uh, I I was I, I guess I was a real go getter because I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. So I would volunteer my time at at the TV station as well as do a show. Mm-hmm. So. I, yeah, I, I got to meet everybody and realize everyone's different when they're in front of a camera. And, um, you know, some people are very relaxed. Some people are very tense. I was the only host that, that, that volunteered. Wow. I was the only, yeah, I was the only host that, that, that volunteered uh, behind the camera for other shows. I really, I really only knew like the people behind the scenes and like the people who worked at the, at the t- television station just from uh, just from volunteering myself. But I, I, I wouldn't even even remotely even know them if I didn't didn't volunteer. Right. Uh, but uh, you mentioned Math with Marty. Uh, I once had him on my 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 TV show, and and. <laughs> The only reason why he wanted to be on my TV show was that he wanted to play music more on TV. Right. Yeah. He used to, the, the last half of his show used to be, he'd play country music tunes. Yeah. He wanted to play music on my yeah. show. <laughs> so I said, yes, come on my show and I'll interview you. Brilliant. So yeah. do, do you ever entertain thoughts of resurrecting your show and using YouTube as, as the platform on which to do it? I don't, I don't know. I haven't had much success going on the internet and, uh, and, uh, having people know anything about me or, or anything like that. So I, I've, I've, I felt skittish. I have felt skittish, uh, uh, about, about, about doing it and everything like that. Cause I, I just, I'll just assume that no one's, no one's really going to care or anything like that. Uh, I have way more contacts now than I than I did back in the early '90s, uh, as far as people to interview and stuff like that. And uh, I think I have improved as an interviewer throughout the years. I do a I do a local radio show on uh, on the University of Winnipeg uh, radio station. Uh, they're called CKUW 95.9 FM. Where what? do folks hear your show? 3 to 5 p.m. every Tuesday. Perfect. CKUW 95.9 FM. And usually I do my band interviews a little after 3.30. So, I don't know. Uh, right now with the radio, sh- radio show, I-, I have a pretty much a... Open door, first come, first serve, unless I think their music is super shitty. (laughs) 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 Then I won't. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's just like my my, my former TV show. Yeah, it's a hobby, and I really, I really enjoy it. And that's that's a big part of your creative output right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so sometimes covering coming up with like new questions 
to ask people and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. but you know, I really give a good effort whenever I do a do a uh, a radio interview. I I got one more question for you. Okay. And uh, of all, there's a handful of videos on YouTube from your show, and the one that's got the most views by my count is from a band called Mental Note. Oh, okay. What can you tell me about Mental Note? Down in the fields of Jamaica I roll a joint from half a gram of ganja I feel right, my brain is uptight You never know if I sleep tonight Hey man, man, hey man What you gonna do? What you gonna do when you run out of ganja? Well, I run into the guy who, who 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 is the lead singer, was the lead singer, and everything like yeah. that. And 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 he, okay, he's he 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 did not become a musician at all. Not a singer, not a musician at all. This was him and his teenage buddies screwing around. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, in fact, the guy who's the bass player in, in that video, he still, he, he still works as, as, as a professional musician in this city. Oh, who is he? His name is Scott Clark. Okay. And he's in like, he's in like bunch of like cover bands. I think, I think maybe two are, are originals and stuff like that, but he is a working musician. Nice. So that's one of the band of seven <laughs> <laughs> that ended up being serious about music. Yeah. The lead singer comes to up to me all the time. He says, he says, you know, I've never been recognized for anything in my life except that one thing. <laughs> Singing about pot smoking and everything. <laughs> what you gonna do when you run out of ganja? And it's it's really funny because we got that by the station. We we had the station manager who was such a he. His name was Ken. He was such a square. He was such a super square, and he he likely did not know what ganja was. Right. You know. You could tell him it's ganja. It's a kind of cheese. You could <laughs> right. tell him, and 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 he'd believe you. And um, but yeah, I, I I remember there were there were there were two camera operators, and they and they were they were laughing to themselves, saying, "We know what ganja is. We know what this song's about." <laughs> but yeah, um, th this band, Mental Note, weren't they weren't a serious band and. They're singing a song about running out of marijuana, and somehow, some way, it was put out on the internet. I didn't put it out on the internet. Someone else thought it was great, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's gotten like oh yeah, it has to be like uh, last time I checked, it was it was definitely over a uh, hundred thousand views, maybe oh, yeah, even more. It's it's a quite a popular video that has gone, we'll say semi-viral in, in certain circles, right? Yeah. Yeah.
And um, yeah, I, I I don't get much credit because I think at the end of the video I just I just walk on and, and right. say the band's name and we'll be back. <laughs> you know what? I think I think that show with Mental Note was the same show that the Garage people also performed on. That's gonna remember be one of your most told- memorable shows ever. Well, remember earlier I told you there was a band called the Garage People yeah, that, the lip syncing that, that intentionally lip synced to their songs and they did it as bad as they could. Yeah. I think that was the yeah, that was on the same day. That was actually <laughs> come to think of it, that was a very fun day, actually. Right on. Well, hey. Johnny, thank you so much for for doing this. Uh, it's it's been a real treat. I want to thank you for everything that you've done for the Winnipeg music scene since 1990. Uh, it's it's a long time, man, that you've been contributing, and uh, it it hasn't gone unnoticed or unappreciated. So thank you very much for everything that you do. All right, thanks, thanks. And it, just thank one more brother. time, where can people check out your radio show? It's CKW 95.9 FM. The show is called Winnipeg Arena is on fire. And it's 3 to 5 p.m. Tuesdays. Brilliant. You want to pick another song to play us out here? You know what? I have all these CDs here. Like all these (laughs) CDs. Because, Because I'm a Taurus. And I live in the future, and I live in a way where I think the future will go. So I plan things out, and guess what? It didn't go that way. Okay, you know what? Since since I recklessly started out playing folk punk before I even knew folk punk existed, It was something I did because I just didn't want to join bands. I recognized early in my life that um, I guess I felt early in my life that, that teamwork is not for me, that doing things on my own is better for me. Uh, I'll be happier and other people around me will be happier. (laughs) (laughs) i feel that i have saved people here in winnipeg a lot of aggravation by not joining a band (laughs) sorry to self-criticize myself but when i was i was very young I, i i had a very like my way or the highway kind of attitude I'm older now. I've, I've, I've also, I'll see, you know what? Working in those live music bars, even though I had a very like small kind of role, I helped the bar along and I learned teamwork there. And then I've had acting jobs where I never get the lead role of anything. It's always the supporting role for me. And from there, I I did really good job doing my character, and you know I'm not scared to be on a stage, and 
you know, I learned teamwork there too. So maybe I left missed out being in a band, but I thought in my early twenties, not a good thing to do. I could, I could just see myself just doing this whole circle jerk of starting up a band, having five gigs, breaking up the band, starting up another band, having five gigs, then (laughs) I could just see this happening. And so I just thought, do acoustic punk, folk punk on your own and, and see where it takes you, you know, and that's what I want to do play punk rock i certainly didn't want to join a band and i didn't want to pay the outrageous prices for electric guitars either right all the drag of carrying around a big amplifier and, and all that who needs that shit so why don't we play music from the originator of folk punk He hardly gets any credit for it. Actually, the first is Patrick Fitzgerald of London, England. You can find his music on YouTube. Um, Safety Pin in My Heart, I believe, is is like his song, like his, his, his main song. But how about Reckless Eric? There's a song called Depression that I, that I really like. And so let's hear from, from, from Reckless Eric. I don't know. I did a show with him about, but yeah, about three or four years ago. And it was just, it was just kind of great to meet him. I'm not like super, super big fan of him. So, but I, I, um, He's 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 uh, he's British, and I I get along with people from England really well. So they, um, it was it was great being around him and talking with them before the show, and and uh, he listened to me, and I listened to him, and uh, it was just great to meet somebody that that way before my time decided to uh, go out on his own and do his own thing, and. Um, So we'll listen to some Reckless Eric.
gonna try to give it to you guys Audio Off the Shelf was recorded and produced on Treaty One Land, home of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. The Audio Off the Shelf logo was created by Benjamin Crow, based on the original iconic artwork by Donna Parsons. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go to the bathroom. I'll show you my hair.